Hey YouTube, today I have a call with a gentleman from India who runs an IT company and he wants to know if he can have employees or if he can't have employees in the United States and what that means and what his options are. So we're gonna go through that with him and I think it's a pretty good call. So let's get to it. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. 40? No, 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 it's uh, Hare Krishna. Just yeah, Hare Krishna. I don't, it said Sporty on the, uh, oh, on the thing. My kid, kid's uh, name she's been using for the class. Okay. So, uh, Hare Krishna, thanks for scheduling the call today. Where are you calling from? I'm actually calling from uh, India. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So if you've if you've seen my uh, these videos before, you know that the best way to get started is for you to tell me a little bit about your business and what you're trying to do, and then we can get to your questions. Sure. So basically, I've uh, started a registered Wyoming LLC, uh, single member LLC, and I am the 100% owner of that company. It's an IT consulting firm uh, where we provide IT services to the companies that they are in need. So currently there are no employees, I'll be the only one. And I already have a potential client, uh, which I've been working. The contract is already, already signed. So, um, so I'm just wondering like, uh, what are the tax implications of this? And uh, uh, if I hire an employees, uh, how, how it's gonna change the tax implications? And I have a virtual address also in Wyoming. Uh, it's a subscription that has been taken. You did what in Wyoming? Uh, virtual address. Oh, virtual address, okay. So where, where would your employees be located? My employees will be all over the country. Right now, there, there are no employees. Uh, I, in India or in the United States? In the United States. Okay, so would they, what, how would they be working for you? Uh, so as soon as we get the potential clients, uh, I will be uh, providing employment to them so they can work uh, in US. So what, I mean, like when I say, how will they be working? Like what, what will they be doing? IT, IT uh, services. Why would they, why do you need US employees? I mean, like uh, I want to expand this uh, consulting firm. Uh, like, uh, so what, what I'm asking more is like, do they need to go on site to deliver services to the, to the clients? It depends, right? Uh, some people, they want the services on site and some people can be uh, remote. It depends on the, but we don't have any uh, potential clients yet, but in future it may happen. Okay, so you don't have any clients. Okay, so that's kind of the, that's kind of the issue here. And what I'd like to discuss more is that if you, the LLC doesn't, uh, might not be the best option for you if you are, if you have client uh, employees in the US and you're delivering services in the US. Okay. Because it's gonna be a little more complicated for you as you'll have to, um, file personal tax returns and pick up all of the business income and expenses on your personal tax return. And it's really not the best way to do it because it's more complicated and because um, there's more there's more exposure for you. And uh, there's just a lot of reasons. No one, no one really does U.S. businesses from foreign owners like that. Um, but it's, it's an interesting concept because when you have U.S., when you have employees, who are doing what you ask them to do and they're going to visit clients on your behalf and you'd be doing business here physically. Mm -hmm. So until then, 
uh, it, it's fine. I, I'm just talking, thinking about your model. Like you can obviously do that and it's fine to have a U.S. Um, corporation or an LLC tax as a corporation so that you can expand and so you can have your the employees that you want, but it might not be, like I'm saying, it's just you have something to keep an eye out for to be aware of. Okay, if I hire employees, then it's better to go with this uh, C-Corp. It's generally better, yes, from... Okay. Uh, it just makes the compliance a lot easier and it makes okay. uh, doing everything easier. Okay, so if I don't have any employees, uh, what are the tax implications being an LLC and working remotely from India? Yeah, if everything is remote, then I don't think you would have to pay any taxes in the US. You just have to do your informational filing every year. Okay. So, and uh, there will be like uh, some of my family members also helping uh, me in the business. Uh, so Do they live in the U.S.? Yeah, they live in the U.S. So yeah. you have to be careful if you have, if you have uh, people in the U.S. that are able to sign things on your behalf or on the behalf of the company, if they're able to enter into contracts or deals, and then that would be another risk for you for having a business in the U.S. For the IRS wanting to tax you for doing business in the U.S. is if you have um, people there, you know, with the, the right to enter into contracts and the deals on your behalf. So they should not enter any of these contracts on my behalf? Not if you don't want to be doing business in the United States. Okay. And uh, what about the account, right? Like uh, business account. Uh, I recently asked my family member to uh, visit the branch and open the Bank of America account. So if they open the bank account, it's their bank account. Yeah, but they open on my business. But they don't. Yeah, but they but they have to put their own information down. It's it's an LLC, and, and according to the bank, they're going to be the owner of the account. Okay, but what are the tax implications? Uh, even though they won't, they don't own the equity or anything on my company. Opening a bank account with their name for my company. Uh, if, they, if they open, if they open a, a business account for you under their name, it's, they're definitely already entering into into business on your behalf. Um, they're already doing because they're signing they're signing uh, the bank documents uh, on behalf of the company saying that they own the company so that would be definitely having an agent in the US you know I say, I tell all these things like that's what the rules say and that's what how it goes do I expect you to be audited and um, to be taxed for all this no it's very unlikely I'm just telling you what the rules are okay so what are the best options? Like without visiting the states, like uh, how can I open an account? They have, they have online banks, which do, which are pretty good that work well for most of my clients. Um, what you're doing isn't, isn't bad, but it's just, it's just not the, it's, oh, there's some risk. Some, the conservatives, uh, the conservative accountants out there would say that it's definitely the worst, like not the best way to do it, but uh, more liberal accounts say it doesn't matter at all. So it's the IRS and the banks don't work together in that regard so it only matters if you were to get audited i don't think you would i think if you do everything on time there would never be a problem i think the risk is very low um but i'm just telling you the rules right okay so what are the other banks uh, that you can suggest uh, uh, i mean mercury mercury bank works really well for most people as okay. an online bank okay but if the client gives the checks then uh, will they accept checks i think they accept you can you, why do clients who pays the checks anymore, right? <laughs> oh, some of uh, the, yeah. so the current client is willing to pay in checks only. They don't want to go with this online transaction. So, they don't want to pay with a credit card. 
Uh, no, they want to pay with this uh, checks. That's that's strange. You're not going to have that many clients like that, but you can pro I think you can deposit checks online. Okay, with Mercury, right? Huh? I think so. I don't know. I've never done it. I, I, I don't. I do a lot of business in the United States, and I might have gotten one check last year. Oh yeah, oh, man, yeah checks are not checks are not common anymore. Yeah, they're absolute. But uh, these particular client, they want to do it only in checks. So anyway, I'll, okay, I'll yeah, I can do. So in terms of the consultation, right, for the whole year, like uh, what what are your um, services and uh, well, we, we can help with the tax filings. Uh, no matter what you decide to move forward, there's some kind of report or filing that you're going to have to do. Okay. And we can do those uh, reports for you. Uh, our general package is, setting, is advising on all of this ahead of time and setting up the bank accounts and opening the payment processes and everything for you. That's like our main package that we do. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's really it. I mean, like we have the, the main planning support package where we set everything up and then we have the compliance stuff going uh, ongoing to do any tax returns you need. Okay. Yeah, but uh, this re company is already registered and I already signed up for the registered agent and virtual address in Wyoming. Yeah, you, it sounds like you got a bank account too. Yeah. So... So what will be, how much will be the package uh, for you like to support me for the whole year, for one year, one year? Um, I mean, we don't really have, I mean, if you have questions, you can email us, but if you want us to do the tax filings, we can. I don't know what other support you really, I don't know what, what yeah, you the need. Yeah, tax filing, right? Uh, tax filing and uh, the questions. Yeah, that's fine. So that's, um, that would be, you wouldn't have to pay for that until next um March, next February, March, it's due in April. Okay. So, okay. So, how so in terms of like the cost, in terms of the cost, the, the base cost for like a 5472, we do for 1250. We also have a course that I released that uh, explains exactly how to file the forms too, if you're a do-it-yourself kind of guy, and it's a little bit cheaper, and it also includes a review. And then if you have corporate filings or other filings, it depends on how organized you are and everything. But it's, uh, it starts around the same cost. Okay, so the cost would be around 1200 Yeah, I mean, that's the starting cost. And generally, if you're organized and everything, we can keep it around that. Okay. And the questions can be answered, right? Uh, uh, on the email or if I, have any, if I want to have any call with you? Right. Yeah, I mean, we can do, uh, we have like a paid call, like a paid consulting call. I mean, if you have questions, you can ask me now. I'm doing this uh, this free call, free call for YouTube, so you can ask me all your questions now. I'm trying to give you a helpful, helpful yeah, advice. Yeah, it's hard to remember all the, <laughs> recollect all the questions, but uh, I'm just thinking like, so you mean like uh, they cannot, my family member cannot uh, open an account for my business for LLC? They can. I'm saying they can, but if you were to get audited, the IRS would try and probably, would probably try and tax you. Audits are very, very rare. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just giving you the right answer since I'm putting this on YouTube. Uh, I'm trying to give you the, the most accurate answer is that you probably, you shouldn't have people. And, and risk-wise, I mean, if you, you trust, it's your family, that's fine, but when you have someone else opening a bank account for you, especially for a single member LLC, it's their bank account. Even if they give you login credentials, it's their account. So if you put money in it, they can go take all the money out and close the account. Mm 
Because yeah, the banks need to know, the banks need to know, meet the owner, especially like physical banks. They need to meet the owner of the account. So if you have someone open the account for you, you know, it's their account mm -hmm. in the eyes of the bank. Okay. So this Mercury uh, will provide the personal account as well, uh, other than... Uh, no, I don't think they do personal accounts. They, I don't, they might, but I don't think they do. Okay. So what will be my options like uh, for having... Uh, well, you can use, you can send it um, back to India. You can open a TransferWise account. Okay. To kind of hold funds personally. Okay. But in terms of a personal U.S. account, it's not, it's not as easy. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I think uh, even though I have the virtual address, uh, I don't have to worry about this taxes, right? Like uh, for LLC. Um, there's no, there's no taxes. I don't, in my opinion, if you're not doing any business in the U.S. Okay. And if I hire employees, how it's going to change the equation? That means you're doing business in the United States if you have U.S.-based employees. Yeah, so then how do I need to file this LLC as a C-Corp? Uh, is that an option? Yeah, you can make that election later. So it'll be just while filing to the IRS, I need to elect as a C-Corp and then... No, it's something you have to do beforehand. If you want, if you need to hire employees and stuff, give us a call back and we'll, and we'll set it up and we'll do it for you. We'll do, we can do the election for you and... Um, um, advise you on it if that's something you need to do in the future if you if you really want to have employees in the United States you also have to pay payroll taxes you have to do actual payroll it's 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 a little bit more than just paying them and calling them employees maybe that maybe you you make contracts like something else we can do is have um, legal contracts so showing that they are contractors and not employees but they still work for you so there's different ways to confirm that and like take the position that they're not actually employees. Okay. That might be a good option too. Okay. Instead of employees, hire the contractors. That'll be best option. If they're contractors and not employees, then that's better for you. And then you don't have to do the whole corp thing, but uh, there's IRS has guidelines on what is, what is an employee and what is an independent contractor. So you can, search on the internet irs.gov what is an employee versus contractor and they'll have a whole article determining what it is so if you tell someone what to do every day all day then they'd be an employee but if you give someone a job and they do it on their own then they're a contractor okay yeah so during this process right like uh, if we can email you during the and for this whole year if we get any questions if we email you will you guys support me like if I file taxes through you? Uh, generally, that's how we've been. That's how we've been doing it. We haven't had any issues. Like if we do taxes for somebody, then we're able to help them with the questions here and there. We're not doing research and putting that stuff together. But if you have a question, we can. We've been able to answer. Okay. So for this package, like uh, it's a thousand two hundred. That's what I said. Um, the. So that's the tax filing package, uh, and and we were including the renewal uh, as well. But if you renew it yourself, then one thousand two hundred fifty is what we were doing that for. Yeah. Renewal in the sense uh, paying Wyoming to keep your LLC open. Oh, okay. 
All right. And for your registered agent. Okay, so you guys provide the registered agent services as well. When yeah, well we 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 don't have an office in Wyoming, so we pay a registered agent. Okay. So if that is an additional thousand two hundred, or it's included in the thousand two hundred. Um, that's we don't. So when when we open a company for a client, generally the renewal is one thousand five hundred, but that would cover the cost of renewing the company and the new registered agent and using our address and things like that for the the rest of the year. So that's what we've been doing. Uh, for in your case, where you would only need the forms, you would renew it yourself since you didn't open the company through us, unless you specifically want us to take that over. And in, in which case, it would be one thousand five hundred instead of one thousand two hundred and fifty. Okay, that includes the tax filing and all the questions. Yeah, the tax filing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, that's all I have. So. Okay. Well, thanks for um, taking time to schedule a call. I'm gonna. It's fine if I put this on YouTube, right? Yep. Cool. I think it'll be. I think it'll be helpful. This was good about the um, the the C corp election. So, um, thanks for the call, and you have our email, so we'll be in touch if you have any other questions or if you want to get started with uh, any tax filings at a time. Sure. Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay. For thank you. We'll be in touch. Okay. Bye. So I think that call went really well. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of nuance always when having a U.S. company when you want employees. Are they employee? Are they not? Can I use um, my cousin to open a bank account for me? What's the risk there? And that's something that I didn't hit on that much. But it's generally not uh, the best idea to have someone else open your account for you. If it's a family member, your wife, your cousin, your your brother, if you and you trust them 100%, then you go ahead and do it if you want but I wouldn't pay for someone else to open a physical bank for me, generally, unless you really trust them, because they're going to be the one on the account unless they really have an in at the bank and they can make it happen uh, as you being the owner, um, which we've been able to get done on, on occasion for our clients on special occasions. So uh, I hope you liked the video. Don't forget to leave us a thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to have a call with me yourself, you can uh, click in the description and schedule a Zoom call with Jim. And I look forward to talking to you. Thanks for watching the video and I'll see you in the next one.